What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere to lead the pack. This is Augusta, he's on his final I'm excited. He's about 400 yards away. He's going to hit about a two iron, I think. So one of the uh, one of the YouTube videos got flagged for copyright for the 311 song. Unbelievable. But they don't know this one. You're such a pirate. Being the ball, Danny. Well, it's kind of difficult when you're talking about that. I can't tell you, it was so fun to watch this a couple weeks ago on the airplane. I hadn't seen it in so long. Awesome. Yes. All right, we are back at it again. Episode 8. Is this officially eight? I mean, I feel this, like we have the last one counted for like four. Yeah, it, it could have been three <laughs> at least. We are in, in Studio F today. Yeah, this uh, is it's it's about 112 degrees outside, so we decided to uh, bring it inside the house where the air conditioning is alive and well, and uh, get a little bit of better audio. No chirping crickets. I'm just gonna say your daughter has more trophies than I've ever had in my life, <laughs> and she's like, how old is she? Ten. Ten. That's ridiculous. I yeah, this is, this is going to be a fun episode. Uh, on the phone with us right now, we have Corey Paul from Corey Paul Functional Art and Logan Olson from Olson Manufacturing. What's going on, guys? Golf clap. What's going on, guys? Not a whole lot. We do our own effects. We're broke. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, first off, we want to say thanks for joining us. Uh, we've been wanting to get both you guys on the on the podcast kind of separately, but uh, with what you guys have been doing together, we thought it'd be fun to bring you on both at the same time and, and kind of make a, a fun show about it. So what's going on, uh, Corey? Let's start with you. What's going on out in uh, your side of the country? Yeah, where are you right now? Where in the world is Corey Paul? Um, yeah, so we're uh, up in Rochester, New York, which is about six hours or so from New York City. You know, I, I tell people I'm from New York and everybody will assume the city, but in reality, we're you know, a six-hour car ride from there. We're actually uh, about 45 minutes to the east of Buffalo and um, yeah, it's prime time golf season out here. Uh, just been you know, trying to squeeze in what I can. Uh, you know, shops obviously very busy during the season, but um, the weather's been fantastic, which is, you know, at that kind of time is very limited here. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been a busy, but rewarding uh, couple of weeks. Now so you go, the summer. You, cut, you kind of travel back and forth from Southeast up to Northeast, right? Yeah, um, my my parents lived the retired life down in Florida during the winter, and um, the if you've ever been to upstate New York in the winter, um, no. you know why I, I make a lot of yeah hard pass. I make a I, I very much shamelessly utilize them as a as a shameless excuse to skip town and head south <laughs> nice. for a while. That's awesome. And Logan, you on the opposite end of the country. You're up in Northern California. Yeah, about as far away as you can get from New York, way up in Northern <laughs> California. So where Logan well, and I have been trying to get together for so long, but we we still haven't. Um, besides the work that we've done, we, we haven't been able to actually meet in person yet, which is kind of an interesting thing. This collab, but um, we say all the time we wish we lived closer. But um, ho- hopefully, uh, sometime this fall, we're going to make it happen. But um, yeah, as Logan was saying, we're total opposite ends of the country from each other. So where where is Fortuna, California? So everybody knows. Oh man, you really want to know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, Murder Wait, Mountain is all I needed to know. North. 
That's right. That's where everybody knows us from. No, it is part. It's in the show. But uh, yeah, we're way up north. We're about uh, about an hour and twenty minutes from the Oregon border here in Fortuna, so just south of where I live in Eureka, which is a little closer, a little further up north. But yeah, we're way out in the redwoods here, just off the coast, but pretty buried up in the redwood emerald triangle, I guess you can call it. So my uh, we had. I'm trying to think of how many acres. I think we had. Gosh, 120 acres in uh, out in Phillipsville, Garberville area, way back when. Okay. And uh, yeah, I know where that's at. I used to go ride the little, um, like they were mini bikes before they were a thing. You know, back then it was like the little tiny Honda mini bike. Oh, the little Yamaha yeah. YZ50s. Yeah. Yo, dude, the little tiny little crotch rockets. Yeah. So we used to go up. My uncle was up there, and we used to go up and see my grandpa, and then do that, and then they turned it into a motocross place and then now it's uh will the guy who bought it from us uh finally it was kind of crazy um i know this is totally sidetracking has nothing to do with golf but i don't really care um so (laughs) so he it's it's an interesting story though so uh will went to he got his doctorate in basically it's dirt um like in soil from oxford okay and his dad was really wealthy big time lawyer. Then he went and got his law degree at Columbia. Okay. Total hippie. I mean, like you can't imagine, like, like Logan can imagine. Cause there's a lot of them up there, yeah. right. In Eureka area. But he is one of those guys, right? He's about six, seven and his hair was like six, five. Right. So he was like hanging down, you know? Um, and first time, nicest guy, ever right but he bought the place this was in 2000 oh gosh what was it It was in 2001 okay bear in mind at the time marijuana wasn't legal for medical use in california and he was working with the with the legal teams to try and fight for that so he bought the property and began to prepare the soil years in advance to become a dispensary and then the day that they that they legalized it, he was one of the first. I think he actually was the, the one of the first major dispensaries in all of California. Wow. Guy made a mint. Oh, I bet. It's unreal. He doesn't even know what money is, which is the crazy <laughs> thing. Like he's so hopped up on his own product. It's crazy. Anyway, um, totally had nothing to do with golf. That's all right. Yeah, I'm so lo- <laughs> I'm so lost right now. I, 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 uh, so I'm so you guys have been doing anybody. some collaboration. So I, I mean, I've for me personally, this is really cool because I've gotten to get an early piece from both of you guys. Um, my first wedges from CP, um, Raw Jude and Isla, um, Isla Girl, and um, and then we did a review Jude the Jedi. Corey. Yeah, yeah, the, the amazing ball gear that was so good. Uh, I, well, I, when I found yeah, those, honest, it was amazing. That. That review you guys did of us last summer was, um, I mean, it was like kickstarting an engine, really. Um, the engine was built. It was ready to go. It just it felt like it hadn't really been turned on yet. And I look at that review you guys did, um, looking back and everything, and that really um, just, I remember the day the, 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 view, the review dropped, um, we, we had a record sales day, and we really um, haven't looked back since. So, uh I'm forever loyal to uh, the breakfast ball golf pod. <laughs> well, I couldn't. I couldn't believe yeah, what, I, what I, I found. That I know how that goes. Oh, dude, both you guys. Well, well I remember absolutely, hundred so percent. For CP, it was the wedges, but I remember um, I was. I, I kind of look for 
unique things on eBay, right? And that's how I, how I first saw them. And I totally missed out on the year. The, your, how do you pronounce this? Is it Yuriri? U-R-I-R-I? Is that, it's like the Japanese ones. You know what I'm talking about? Anyway. Yeah, I know, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, it's like Yuri or Yuriri. I don't know. Anyway, but I totally missed I'm out on those. I'm not even going to attempt it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I'll, I'll butcher it. It's okay. Um, but anyway, so I totally missed out on those. And when I saw you, when I saw him, I was like, wait, raw wedge heads. I can just get the heads. This is amazing. Wait, he'll do stuff to him. I've never seen anything like this. And I just gotten back from, I think it was my, gosh, I think it was my 11th week in the road at the time. I was super like out of it and frustrated. And I get home and Allie goes, there's a box for you. And I had forgotten that they were on the way. And I opened them up and literally like I had the kids sit on the bed and and Alice in the bed because it was like my first like real boutique thing I'd ever bought. I was so excited. I was like, "Look, I have these engraved with their names. <laughs> it's amazing." <laughs> and it was they were awesome. That, so, Corey, how did how did you get started? Um, I know uh, you have a little history with Six Dicks. Why don't you tell everybody yeah. your little backstory and how you got involved in the golf industry and and where how it's led to where you are now. Yeah, yeah. So um, the Cliff Notes version of how I got to Corey Paul Functional Art. Um, I graduated from Syracuse uh, with a degree in marketing and specialization in new product development in 2013. Um, kind of made a decision that I wanted to be in the golf industry and uh, I didn't really want to work anywhere else. I, I wanted to be in golf. I knew that's what I wanted. And um, so I, I took a job at a local golf course, just lifeguarding, just to get my foot in the door somewhere where golf had something to do with it. And this was at a, a nice country club in town and, uh, eventually got the first real desk job at a, a, a retailer called rock bottom golf. Um, they're a, a, a local company. Uh, they basically specialize in buying up stuff from big companies that doesn't sell and, um, selling it at, you know, steep discounts. They're making a and, killing too. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They um, when I was there, they were doing like sixty million a year Good somewhere Christ. in that neighborhood. Um, yeah, yeah. So it, it it really gave me a unique perspective. Like the industry was in trouble at the time. I mean, Tiger was a mess. No, like nowhere to be heard of. And um, it, you know, as he went, so did kind of you know a lot of things in golf and. Um, the industry was really, this is 2014 and the, the industry was just kind of hurting at the time. And, uh, the guy who runs rock bottom was just getting deal after deal, just swooping crazy prices on all this merch from all the big names. And, um, I kind of got to, that's where I, that's where I, I think really the first kind of inklings of what I'm doing with CP start coming into play because, um, I kind of see this trend of like, for example, a driver being released at 500 bucks, and then a year later, I'm listing it on Rock Bottom Golf for 250, and um, and so it, it that's really kind of where the idea first, I would say, started percolating. Um, but then I ended up leaving that job and uh, starting uh, the company that is now Six Fix. Um, it is uh, basically, I, I would tell people it's pimp my ride for golf clubs. Um, it, it is uh, bring me bring me your 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 sticks and we'll you know trick them out and you know, give them unique unique finishes you're not going to find anywhere else. And uh, back in 2015 when we were starting this, uh, you know, putting graphics and putting logos on clubs, you know, nobody was doing like that. That wasn't something that was very regular at the time. 
And um, we, I remember we, we got featured uh, on this Instagram account called Golf Babes. Yep. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure we, we're all familiar here, but um, <laughs> we, uh, we, so we get featured on there and literally overnight we got like something in the neighborhood of 3000 plus followers. And um, yeah, that, that whole, um, you know, customize my golf club thing really kind of um, took off. And um, now, you know, there's all sorts of refinishers and um, there's all sorts of companies just like six, six uh, now. And, um, that, that really, uh, kind of got me introduced to the aesthetic side of golf club. So, you know, at rock bottom, I really kind of, you know, was noticing this industry trend, which is kind of a, a cog in a wheel, but, um, my, I really had an interest in new product development and, you know, coming up and with new ideas and, you know, making new things. And, um, I, I, uh, I, I ended up, uh, leaving six sticks, um, in uh, February 2018, um, and uh, I, I really, I, I, after I left Six Six, I, 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 I almost, I almost left the industry in, entirely. Um, I, Six Six was a, was a good business. Uh, just the, the people I was in business with, um, it just kind of got to the point where where it was always seemed like I wanted to go right, they wanted to go left, and we were constantly arguing about things and. I really wasn't happy. And so I ended up just leaving six, six with kind of no idea what I was going to do. And, um, one thing I had, you know, I, I had really wanted to do at, at some points was start my own brand and take all these ideas I had from rock bottom golf and from six, six, um, and keep in mind six, six, you know, we built it up to, there was 25,000 followers or so at the time I left the company. So this was a pretty big decision. We, we had really built a following and, um, you know, the business was bringing a pretty decent amount of money and, um, but, uh, ultimately like the disagreements with, uh, the other owners in terms of long-term vision and just where the company was at in general. Um, I, I just, and, and not only that, just the work itself, I just wasn't happy anymore. And, um, so I, uh, took, after I left, I took about a month off and I just played golf every day, like not really having a plan. And, um, yeah, exactly. And, uh, I decided I was going to make a go of it. And, um, I took, let's just say a lot of risk and, you know, getting everything set up and, uh, and I gotta say it's the best decision I've ever made in my life. Um, to be honest, uh, it's, uh, I'm definitely happier than I've ever been. And I think we've, uh, got a lot of unique concepts going that I'm pretty proud of. And so, yeah, that's just kind of, uh, answer your question, the, the general background of how, uh, uh, CPFA kind of came to be. Well, I think it's one of the things too, I wanted to say that I think is really interesting in light of some conversations we've had in the past, I know, and to give a background for everybody else. Right. So, so, um, I had the, the pleasure of living in China for a couple of years. And one of the unique things that people don't understand, I think a lot of times when it comes to, um, especially now that we're seeing more folks try to venture into the boutique and, and you know, crafting and, and artisan market, right? People misunderstand how hard it is to find really high quality goods and really good vendors and manufacturers to work with that 
do provide a quality product. So if you aren't doing it yourself, as far as the manufacturing of the product itself, you just want to do the artistic side and the the design and the creation and the thoughtfulness that comes from that and and really make it art, which is what your whole thing has always been. You know, we've talked about that before. It's it's not you were never interested in just personally and just going out and being somebody who's going to do custom work for somebody and just give them what they want. You want to give them, you know, a lot of your vision and a lot of your design and a lot of your experience so that they, because a lot of times people don't even know they'll see something really cool. They'll be like, Oh, I want that. And then they'll see something else that you do for somebody else and be like, Oh man, I should have got that. <laughs> you know, I mean, how often does that happen? Cause I think people don't know what they want. Insanity. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times people don't know. Like what they want. Yeah. It's totally yeah, crazy. I mean, it's, um, you know, one thing I noticed at six six end at Rock Bottom Golf is that, like, manufacturers were changing the littlest things about the clubs and then just calling it completely new and revolutionary. And and I remember, what like, when I switched, I was gaming the Titleist SM5 for a while back in 2015-ish, somewhere around there. And um, I, I, I was so, like, I had this SM5 that I absolutely loved, and it was, like, my favorite club in my bag. And then the SM6s came out, and because of where I was a 6-6, like, I could, you know, easily get the upgrade, and so I went for it. And it just, I, I don't know, like, I, I, something was different, and, like, I ended up going back to the SM5, and I, I was just like, why why do these products have to be discontinued? Like, I feel like they're just reinventing the wheel. Like my, like I, I was much better with this other club, your, your older model. And I, I understand that there's going to be, you know, you know, frustrations sometimes in switching clubs and that ultimately the newer one might be better. But um, I, I really felt like, you know, it, it's number one, it's the Indian, not the arrow arrow. It's you know, 99% Indian, 1% arrow. And number two is that you can't really change the laws of physics. You know, there's going to be head shapes, especially in the shorter clubs, like for putters and for wedges, um, that are just always going to work provided a good swing is made. And so that's kind of the foundation of our whole kind of open mold theory where we just, you know, we, we pick head shapes that we, that we feel are versatile and, um, can work in most situations for the vast majority of golfers. Um, you know, I, I have scratches using my clubs and I have, you know, 25 handicaps using the clubs. Um, yeah, and, Greg's, uh, Greg's were crushing it. <laughs> I couldn't oh, help with that. Yeah. I had to get, I, uh, I'm, it's now a thing. Like every podcast, every, we gotta have a dig I got to dig on Greg, my man. Poor Greg. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, he, he's, he's been super supportive. Uh, Greg, your buddy Greg's a really He's great a good guy. guy. Yeah, well, well I, I, so I guess that kind of brought me to the, the next piece, which I thought was really interesting about the two of you guys hooking up. And, you know, what drew me to you was this idea and, and, and the cool aspects for me of letting you be the creator and I get to enjoy it. Right. And, and as a former artist and somebody who used to work in entertainment, there's a place for that. Right. Like sometimes I, I just want to sit and enjoy the show. Right. And get to, get to embrace what, what I get to see in front of me. Right. right. And, and I really love that about what, what CP bring, Corey, what you bring and what, what your brand brings. But equally, when I got in, introduced to Logan, it was kind of the other side of the fence where I saw a really unique head shape that I liked a little bit squatter. Um, you know, for me, I, I like a little bit smaller blade, blade length, and that's just not really out on the market right now. And uh, it's funny. I saw Jay uh, Jay Breast post it, and I was like, "Whoa, what the heck is that?" And it was the one you did with the copper sight dot, Logan. Yeah. 
And I was like, um, yeah, who the heck is this guy? So Jay, you know, I asked Jay, I was like, Hey, is this guy legitimate? Is this, you know, I did, did a little bit of due diligence to be, to be fair. You probably don't know that, but I did a little due diligence, right? You got to ask around, you know, you got to ask around. So I asked and, and ultimately what I wanted though, I hadn't been able to get from anybody else. And that was this, I wanted, uh, I wanted a blue collar putter. I wanted this, this putter that looked really elegant, really clean, but had the toe hang that I want, had the weight that I want, had all the elements and, and, and details that I was looking for, but was very simplistic. And when I looked down at it, wouldn't get in the way of me thinking about my stroke. You know, you talk about, you know, Corey, you talk about it's the Indian, not the arrow. That's exactly what I was thinking when I started working with Logan. And it's funny to me because in the stuff I'm starting to see recently, I, there was a comment recently. I have to bring it up because I thought the way you responded to it was well, amazing. Hang, hang on a second. Before, oh, call, come before, on. I was on a roll. I know you're on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give Logan some time to let everybody know about his backstory. That's true. Yeah, Corey, you go first. Yeah, then I'll go. Logan, why don't you tell it? Because your your story is pretty unique on how you got into it. Why don't you uh, let everybody know how you got started, why you're doing this, and what's your a little bit about your background. No, you guys can feel free to keep going. I'm just listening in here. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, basically it just goes back to, you know, the love of the game of golf, you know, for all of us. I think you, it'd be hard to run a golf business without some appreciation for the game. And, and you know, I was a pretty young junior golfer and started playing really young. And, you know, somebody who's not overly artistic, but definitely – interested in the art side of it you know you appreciate certain aspects of certain things that you see you know on them that looks really nice or oh, i don't like the way this one looks so much and you kind of build this perfect picture in your head of what you would visualize you know i thought man if i could make a club you know and i could you know run the show this is what it would look like um and got introduced to me and i thought man this would be a you know a sweet opportunity to really turn it into something real and come to find out it's pretty easy to draw something but it's a lot harder to make something you know from nothing and so that's how I got kind of started in the machining side of it. And, you know, one thing leads to another and pretty soon you got to learn how to do this and learn how to do that and, you know, wear a lot of different hats. But at the end of the day, you know, it's, 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 I feel pretty lucky being able to, to, you know, I'm sure Corey does too, but, you know, we, you know, we get to tell ourselves when we show up in the morning and tell ourselves when we get to go home at night and, and you know, nobody's chirping down our neck all day telling us what tasks we have to do. It's just being self-motivated and, Coming up with new ideas is the hard part, and when you're doing it, you still appreciate it and love it. It makes it a lot easier. You know, the irony with what you just said, though, is that you guys both work more than most people that I know. <laughs> so I, it's like I hear I hear you saying that, <laughs> but you, you gotta understand, Ryan. Like you gotta understand that I, I, I Logan and I have, have said before. Like if we were the richest guys in the world, like we'd just be doing exactly what we were were doing. Like I, I can't. That's awesome. Envision myself doing much else. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you still feel that way, Logan. It not, <laughs> sounds like it, but. Um, yeah, if if we if we were if we had Jeff Bezos money, I, I can guarantee you, I'd just have a way cooler shop. I'd, I'd still be pumping <laughs> yeah, I just have I'd have cooler toys and and better stuff to work with. That's what I would do, and and that's what I start finding. You know, is like as this sort of business I've taken on has grown, and and I've been able to you know reach a, a bigger sort of demographic of people. It's 
hasn't allowed me to make more money. It's just allowed me to have cooler tools to make cooler stuff, you know, and that's <laughs> what it comes down to is, you know, I think me and Corey, we like what we do so much and we like being able to do new stuff so much that, you know, you just invest it right back into the business and, you know, we're out yeah. there to just make cool stuff at the end of the day. It's not how much, you know, cash is in your pocket. It's, you know, being able to go home and say, hey, look at this, I made this today. I and built that, it. That hits me pretty hard every so what, day, you know. I, what got I you into... What got you into machining putters? What what was it that said that made you go? This is something I want to do. Oh, it was frustration. I was I was trying to. I got pretty fluent in computer drafting. I was like I said, I was going to school for engineering and design, and and I was taking a lot of drafting classes, um, even starting in high school. And so I, I I felt pretty comfortable. I was relatively good at, at you know three D modeling and, and drawing stuff and, and and things like that. And and I I had taken on this project. Where, oh, I'm gonna you know draw a golf putter and, and a friend of mine is, was a teacher in high school that got me started drafting says you know oh, you're gonna make this huh and I said yeah he's oh, a little harder than you think I thought what do you mean you just make it and well you know there's this whole skill set that to be had and but I'll come on and when I was in high school I ran a CNC router and so basically it's you know your, your everyday router that you used to you know put chamfers on wood or cut slots and things like that and it hooked up to a big gantry and it moves around and it jogs around and it cuts wood and you'd use it to cut interesting shapes for tabletops or cut boxes for cabinets or things like that. You know, basically just your rudimentary two-dimensional thing, some 3D, but very utilitarian. <clears throat> so I visualized this whole concept of making a putter as something, you know, I draw it and then it makes it for me and come to find out it's just not that easy and, <laughs> and just stumbling over and, and running into walls and, and just getting so frustrated to a wit's end with trying to explain to people what I was doing and what I wanted to make. And this is how I wanted to make it to try to hand the job to somebody else. And they would laugh and look at my drawing and say, well, that's not possible. The machine, you can't machine that pocket. It's an you know, impossible feature. And I just didn't get it. It was just at the point where I just didn't get it. Why is it so hard? You know, I, I've got the drawing right here. Why can't you just make it for me? You know, and, well, you know, mm-hmm. screw it. I'm going to do it myself. And well, then you find out pretty quick how hard it is and how little you know. And, and that's basically how I got started. I was lucky enough to have Dave, my friend, introduce me to a machinist of 30-some-odd years. And, and he basically mentored me in his home shop. And we went through, and he really, from the ground up, sort of built my base for machine skills. He didn't have a lot of experience in the CNC industry. So not a lot of computer programming machining, but a lot of manual machining. So you had a lot of the sort of fundamentals that were really applicable to what I was doing. You know, the guy trying to do this with no experience whatsoever doesn't get very far, but, you know, if you have a nice base, it's, it's easier to build your, your house off of. And so uh, it was just trial and error from that point and, and really messing up a lot of times. So you got something that sort of resembles a putter, but not really, but <laughs> you try again tomorrow and try again the next day and try again the next day. And pretty soon you got something that's you know, usable. So here's a question I actually got this last weekend about both of you guys because I might have mentioned that I was getting ready to come do this when I got home um, and uh, so kind of the question for both of you guys would be so uh, how how many Corey in your case I mean I know you've done literally probably thousands of wedges from six sticks before but in the Corey Paul world you know how many you guys doing like you do small batches what I typically see where you'll do what is it like a release of like 20 or 30 sets maybe at the most? Not even that usually. I think it's like 10 
at the most is usually what I see. But on average, like what are you, what are your release you know groups look like for you? And then the other question I got before you answer, I'll let you guys because kind of go one and then two. Logan, the other question I got from a couple of the guys was, so how many putters is this guy making? You know, because I think a lot of people understand that it does take time to really understand and learn what you're talking about. You know, how do you how do you get past the things that you can't change? And how do you make unique and cool design features that maybe nobody else has thought of because they haven't tried it? Right. So kind of uh, what do you guys release cycles look like in manufacturing? Yeah, I mean, if we're talking numbers, it'd be it'd be really hard to pin a number like, oh, how many have you made? You know, no, more like I release batch. Judgment. What was that? Yeah, more like uh, well, so in a in an average, I would say this like typically, do you kind of go into it and say, well, I'm going to just get as many orders and then fill out as many orders as I can. I, mean, you, I, 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 you may do that, but I think that's you probably never sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really sleep. No, but um, but yeah, I mean, I just. I try to do the best I can to group similar orders together because, okay. you know, starting over and starting over and starting over is tough. But, uh, you know, you just, I, I mean, I probably do anywhere between three to five putters a day. Um, I'll be somewhere in the range of 700 putters this year here pretty quick. It's a lot. But, um, just being able to take on new designs is tough. I don't think people realize, you know, the amount of physical programming that goes into it. Everybody's has this interesting concept of a CNC machine, which I naively had in the beginning too. And, you know, you look at this big piece of equipment and it's got buttons and switches and motors and spindles and tools and man, you just throw a hunk of metal in there and sweet, there's a putter, you know, awesome. That's rad. But reality of it is, you know, I mean, I've, I've literally got thousands and thousands and thousands of hours spent designing and programming and adjusting tool paths and nobody ever sees that side of it. Programs. I mean, right. No, and, and that's part of the reason, you know, I've got an open house coming the third of next month, and I just kind of wanted to be able to bring people in and sort of give them the behind-the-scenes look at what's really going on because, you know, it, it's all fun and games when you watch it, but when you realize, you know, the amount of physical hours that just go into this stuff, it gives a whole different appreciation to kind of the, the process. You know, I, I, I still find that, you know, the, the design and the, the programming aspect of it is where I you know, still, you know, entirely interested the finish work and all that's really cool. And seeing a finished part is awesome, but, you know, watching the machine run and, and, you know, watching the lines of code feed through the control and, and knowing that you physically programmed all of that and you know exactly what tool it's going to grab. And if it makes a move in the direction, you know why, because you programmed it. And, and basically, you know, it's like having this rough draft and having this speech that you've been writing and changing and scratching and starting over with, you know, a thousand times. And then you finally walk up to the podium and you get to watch a professional give your speech. It's, it's pretty cool. It's, it's interesting. And, and uh, that's what I'd like to be able to show people, you know, is, is what actually goes into the process. It's not just a you you know, metal in it with analogies. It's, it's interesting. I know they are. They're just killing it These with analogies. These analogies are phenomenal. I'm, I'm like just in well, I, it's, it's well. So CP, you know, to come back to that, so your releases I think are are kind of small batch as well. But it's to, to add to what Logan just said, that's – like people, I think people are naive about how much work goes into what you do, not just on the design, but on the execution. And then also you don't have any room for mistakes either. Right. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, especially back in the six, six days where I'm working on a, you know, $200 Miura wedge or, uh, you oh, know, some you sort imagine? of expensive. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it was pretty. Uh, I'll tell you what the most nerve-wracking thing of all time is: is you, you get you get a stamp in your hand, 
and you're, you're about to put a stamp on something you put, I don't know how many hours in and how many dollars in material and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Boy, I, I hope, I hope my aim's pretty good because sometimes it's not, you know, it would be a bad one to mess this one up on. <laughs> okay, here we go. Swing the hammer. Yeah, Ryan, you know those be- those beautiful photos you have that we waited <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. for. <laughs> oh my god, bro. I was sweating bullets when I was getting that. It was uh, I was like, this poor guy has waited two months for these and, and they're one off. I swing this hammer around. Oh gosh. Unreal. And uh, but luckily, um yeah, I was on, oh, they I was turned on out my amazing. game that night. We- yeah, they, they turn out yeah, amazing. They're yeah. so good. Well, so so w- w- what did your batch release look like? Give me that. Um, yeah, so as things stand right now, um, we have a, a, you know, basically three main product lines. Uh, the first is um, an entry-level line of uh, just basic open mold forgings from a, a foundry in China. Um, so all your major brands, Callaway, Cal- uh, TaylorMade, uh, even PXG, uh, Titleist, um, a lot, of, like, pretty much everything gets made made in China, and um, it, you know it, it's it's a kind of a hot button issue, you know, it, it, on the national stage. And um, one thing when I was starting this is like, okay, you know, I, I could go to one of the Japanese forging houses, you know, Kaioi, or um, you know, I, I work for Fujimoto now, but uh, that wasn't the case right off the bat. And um, our aspirations as a company. Um, ultimately lie in exploring the term functional art. Um, we think that's something that can go well beyond golf clubs uh, someday. And um, we really needed a platform to showcase some of the fiber laser technology that we thought was going to be really uh, relevant to that mission. And so uh, we, we made the decision that we were going to go with the China head and um, so the end result is I, I ordered these in bulk um, from the forging house and uh, I'm able to run eBay auctions. And if you go back to the beginning of the podcast where Ryan, I know that's where uh, you and I came together was um, on yep. eBay. And um, it's, that's been a huge tool for us. Um, we, we order them at a price. Um, I mean, if, if you knew what you're like, what Titleist is paying for, your $150 Vokey, uh, you, you'd I do. Be <laughs> yeah, you'd be, you'd be upset. Um, and so I, I really wanted to, you know, just get a solid forging out at a, at a, at a fair price and, and have a platform to showcase the, the fiber laser tech that my business partner and I are, are pretty passionate about. And, um, so, uh, so yeah, so we, we start, we started running auctions. We start them at a penny to, um, have kind of the best, uh, possible shot at so- showing up in search results. And, um, it's led to, uh, just at this point, countless relationships. Um, we've, we have CPs on every continent. Um, we've never lost money on an auction. Um, we've, we've, we've sold over a thousand, uh, 10, 20, um, forgings so far. And, um, yeah, it's, and they're it's, soft. It's really just, been a wild ride. Let me just put that out there. Yeah. So yeah. since you, since you can't say it, since you own the company, um, yeah, so like, they're it's, soft. It's just a, yeah. Like, so, um, you know, for example, we use pretty much the same metals and you know, it's not exactly spot on, but they're using what's, uh, uh rated at, at 1025, I believe, uh, uh, carbon forged steel and we're using 1020 forged carbon steel. So it's, yep. it's really, it's a very similar, uh, metal. Um, 
the uh, the 56 and the 60, for example, are very similar to uh, a Vokey, uh, I'd say M grind, I, I would say, is the, is the closest. Yep, heel and, um, heel and toe relief. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and yeah, so it's just, it's just a basic open mold forging. And then, um, so we, we do a lot of auctions and then a, a lot of side work comes in. Um, a lot of people ask for repeats or, um, you know, you never know what someone's going to ask for. And, and we kind of do it on a case by case basis. I, I, I just don't have the capacity to take in everything that comes through the door. Um, but, uh, we, we do do a lot of side doors with the 1020s. And then uh, recently, as uh, Ryan has experienced, um, we have started working with Fujimoto. And we so get um, those iron are so basic. You got the uh, seal yeah, of approval yeah. from, you, just so you know, you got the seal of approval from Club <laughs> Champion, actually. So I left, oh, I left wow. uh, my, my, I left Ma the Meatloaf and my Don White, which you saw these, my Don White, um, uh, hand ground uh, scratch prototypes. I left a seven iron from each from each set with Dave Roden over at Club Champion and Julian uh, and Julian Julian's lefty. He, he can swing righty, but he's not very good. Um, but uh, with David, he hit him for a week, and when I came back in, he said, "Hey, that Don White's really cool looking. I've never hit anything like that Fujimoto." He said that that thing was unreal. And yeah. couldn't believe the so- how soft, like how soft it felt. Couldn't believe how well it it glided through. Was impressed with the numbers he was getting. I mean, very, very, very cool. And they, like we talked about when you first were getting ready to launch these, they hit a different market, right? So it's not taking away from what you're doing with 1020, and and candidly putting wedges in the ha- putting functional art in the hands of people that wouldn't normally be able to access it, which I think is a big piece for that and yeah, and customization. Yeah. Um, yeah, making making uh, something that's affordable was really important to me. You know, growing up, um, you know, my dad was uh, kind of first starting his company when we were growing up, and you know, the golf budget wasn't too big uh, back then, we'll say. And uh, I know what it's like to be super into golf and not really have the money to get the equipment that you 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 really um, feel you deserve. And um, so I, I, I really I really like. Uh, being able to provide an affordable option, but, you know, I understand too, that there's, you know, the hardcore nerds, like, like all of us. And, you know, we want to, <laughs> you know, what it basically amounts to samurai swords and the stuff that Fujimoto is providing. And, um, you know, their work is incredible. It, it speaks for itself. I mean, they're super fun to work with and they have an open mold, uh, forging catalog, um, that is, uh, you know, a, a blessing to have access to. And, um, it, it's, uh, you know, our, our whole foundation going forward with, with golf is really exploring the open mold concept and, you know, just providing timeless shapes that are just going to flat out work and provide you the numbers you need, provided that you actually make a good swing, which uh, I don't know if I'm speaking for everybody, but it doesn't it, always it, happen. for me, it's, 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 it's rare. Uh, you know, I'm way better at making golf clubs than I am at using them. And, don't uh, lie, you're a good stick. Stop yeah, it. he is a good stick, by the way. Just so we're all clear, and I'm I'm reasonably sure Logan's a good stick too. So I don't want to hear anything from either one of y'all. Uh, I've seen yeah, you hit a three yeah. iron, okay? So okay, so let's let's yeah. let's get back to what you wanted to talk about before I interrupted you. Okay, all right. Um, well, this leads into the two of them too, um, which is one of the cool things about having you guys both on. So I think what's really interesting is 
Corey, you make functional art and you you've really been into being the creative side of something and and um, really trying to drive new and unique and different designs into the hands of people. Candidly, I see the uh, copper plated uh, Mizuno come out today and I go, man, it's a shame you guys can't bring that to market because it's copper uh, plated, but you could get something that's really cool with laser that has that kind of look that is even cooler. <laughs> um, but anyway, I digress. Um, so, but you're really into that side of it. And I think, like I was saying before, Logan, what you, what you bring to me, at least in my, in my purview that I think has been so refreshing is, uh, especially in the boutique putter market, um, you've kind of come in and said, you know what, I really want to find a way to do incredible work and i'm not necessarily just tied into the designs that i'm i'm not just married to the designs that i'm passionate about and that i've created on my own i also want to ha- want to be a place that people can go to to get gain access to their dream putter you know and one of those that flow neck you posted what is it rob the guy that you did that for the one with the uh the torch uh bit in the tiffany blue caused all the buzz i'm sorry what was that what's you're yeah, no worries. The the putter, uh, no, no, it was like it was like two or three weeks ago, or maybe two weeks ago. It was the one that was the flow neck that you um, buffed out to, and then it had the, the guy's name, the guy's on, the name on the front with oh, the milling. Oh, I follow now. Yeah, sure. Uh, was it was the guy's name Rob? Is that his name? I forget his name. Anyway, yeah, Rob. Yeah, I think it's Rob. But anyway, so you w- there were some comments that got created from that, and I thought your response was phenomenal okay and so i'm not going to talk about all the other stuff because that's i don't care about that but i thought the way that you discuss what you are trying to bring is really unique and you basically said hey i had this guy come to me and say this is my dream putter can you make it and you were able to accomplish that and and i think a lot of that is because you you aren't just tied to as a boutique putter manufacturer your own designs you have some freedom and some license but you're also willing to collaborate and let other people even the customer influenced some of that design. And for you, that's, that's pretty, you know, for that's part of what I see as something that's very unique about you. And so the, the marriage here between what Corey, you do and Logan, what you do, I think is fascinating. And I think people jumped on it right away. I mean, I know you guys have done four yeah, or five putters many, now. How many collaborations have you guys done so far? This will be our second one. Yeah. But, uh, I think that'll be in total now. Uh, eight in total, I think will be now. So cool. One. So how did that happen? Yeah, we. Um. So so yeah. Uh, you know, I I kind of uh, you know I I remember like exactly where I was sitting when I found your profile, Logan. To be, to be honest, it was um, it, from, right from the get go, we knew the fiber laser needed to be married with a CNC machine at some point, and um, we uh, we were really um kind of struggling as to, you know, who do we approach about it? And, um, you know, do we go to maybe just a local machine shop with some drawings and, and try to have some, some putters made or, uh, you know, obviously we want, we wanted to get into, you know, some doing some timeless putter heads. And, um, uh, when I saw Logan's profile, um, it, it was just like immediate, I was like, this, this, this is it. This is the guy we, we need to work with. And, um, I basically blew up his uh, his DM and uh, he graciously responded and uh, as you know, did here, I. Here we are today. 
Yeah, so, it's pretty special. I mean, to give you guys the honest truth, it's, it's pretty rare you get two people that are creative. And a lot of times it causes a lot of friction. You know, it's like Corey was saying, working at, at uh, 6 6, you know, you, you get one guy that's turning right and the other guy's turning left. And, and when you're sort of the sort of leader mentality in the sense that this is your business, and then you turn left and you turn right hard. It's not just like a little bit. So, being <laughs> yeah. able to work with somebody on a, on a, on something like that, like collaborations, it's not easy. I mean, let's all pretend we remember looking back here in you know middle school and junior high, but you get a group project, and man, sometimes you can just get to your wits end doing that. And so it's pretty special. Uh, I I really enjoyed working with Corey, and and I, I think it's something that you know I I hope we can continue on doing for a long time. It's pretty rare to be able to do this and and have the response that we're anticipating, and it just kind of blowing us out of the water too, you know, and and being able to have people sort of see what we see is, as like Corey said, you know, having that interesting marriage with CNC and fiber laser and, and being able to sort of accommodate to a couple of different worlds at once. I think that's it's pretty unique and it's different. And, and I'm, I'm super happy that I get to be a part of it. I think it's awesome. So what's this release you guys that have coming up? It's, it's, when's it happening? Yeah, you said this is our second release. So we've had one release. So this must mean we're having a second. Yeah, um, the, uh, <laughs> the, the plan is to uh, give them a launch on uh, Sunday afternoon. Um, they'll uh, uh, most likely be well, we'll announce on Instagram the final details, but they'll most likely be going up on uh, on my website. Um, but again, we'll put the final details up on Instagram in the next day or so. That's awesome. So, what what are we, give us a teaser? What are we looking at? Are we allowed to use you? I Can think we... I posted one or two, maybe, and I want to say Corey put up a couple. But okay, I'm going right we're now. We're going to try to ease them out as we get closer. Yeah, I'm so uh, going as yeah, there's <laughs> five total: three three gator skin putters, and um, there's two snake skin putters. Oh, the um, snake skin is just gorgeous. Yeah, see, I like the gator. I mean, I know the snake skin. So, just for the record, yeah. so everybody likes the snake skin. Okay, I just want to point that out. Whenever I talk to people about uh, about Corey, especially right now, oh, he's the snakes. He's doing the snake skin stuff, and and I think part of it's because so, it's so different. It's not like I, I don't even know if people realize it's laser. You know, I mean, I it's so different. I don't know if you guys have had a chance yeah. to actually like hold it, but you get it in your hands and you hold it, and it feels like you're holding. I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty trippy. It's pretty wild. It feels like you're holding a snake. There's just it's like the wood so grain a texture that gets impregnated with that process. It's wild. It's it's one thing to see it in a picture. It's a whole other thing to hold it. Yeah, we had um, that that snakeskin recipe. Uh, I got to give a shout out to my business partner Derek uh, right now. So he he is um, uh, you know the, the bigger laser nerd between the two of us, and um, his role in the company is pretty much just to focus on the laser full time and to come up with the latest and greatest techniques and um you know original looks that we can we can think of. Um, you know, when I'm over at his house, it's usually just both of us sitting there in front of the computer, you know, going back and forth with, with what we're trying to bring to life here. And um, he's really done an incredible job of developing his skills. Uh, and it, he's just uh, irreplaceable in terms of bringing out um, our, our visions. And uh, that snakeskin is just his, his Mona Lisa. His, uh, that's by far the most successful um laser look that we've uh, developed so far um and so i just wanted to give him a shout out uh in, in that part um it's unreal that, that's, 
yeah, it, it, like, like Logan says, when you hold it in your hand, um, it, it is just, uh, it, 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 it's, it's functional art. Like there's no way there's other way to describe it. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. You just, you got to hold it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, the, it's how many Derek's best, best work and, um, the best thing to come out of our, our company by far. So there's, there's going to be three snakeskin, two gators. Is that what you said? Yeah. Two snakeskin. Two, uh, two snakeskins, three gators. Three gators, okay. So good. I mean, to, to give Greg a positive shout out, all I heard for like three days was, I got number three. I got number three <laughs> on the ball markers. Yeah. That's all I heard nonstop. Um, <laughs> so, so we have batch number two coming out. We're really excited to, I'm excited to see, see the response, continue to see the response. I think that, I guess, I know we're kind of coming to a close and you guys both have uh, stuff to get, probably get, get going on. We're on opposite coasts, but if there's one little nugget or one thing that you can kind of cast a vision for us for about where you guys want to see your, or, you, you know, your companies evolve to next. Corey, why don't you go? It's not a soup question, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, 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 this, it's hard with the delay with the phone, but, um, but yeah. So uh, you know, our our long term thinking uh, again is, um, you know, obviously golf's a big part of our future, but I think you know if we're talking ten year, fifteen, twenty year plan, um, we really think uh, the future um, is, is predicated on exploring the term functional art for us. Um, we, we think golf is a really great launching pad for the term functional art. And, uh, I really hope that, you know, 10 years from now we're involved in things beyond golf. Um, because, you know, even every golfer has needs and interests, uh, beyond the golf course. And, um, so I, I guess our, our hope in general is to use golf as a, as a launching pad to explore uh, the term functional art. It's awesome. Where do you see yourself at, Logan? What What do you? What's your vision? Man, that's a that's a hard that's a hard guy to follow. I wouldn't <laughs> want to. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think probably for me, you know, my biggest thing is is unlike Corey, you know, I, with the putter thing, I'm I'm pretty set on it. I really like it, um, and I enjoy it, and I enjoy exploring, seeing how different I can get with it, and, and uh, I think my goal for you know the foreseeable future is to just you know take things that are, you know, inanimate and non-related and find relativity in the fact of, you know, let's find the inspiration where maybe it wouldn't be seen before and being able to come out with sort of new, completely different ideas. And that's what, that's what really gets my goat. And that's what I really enjoy being able to do is, you know, take something as simple as a building or a cup or just anything like that and, and being able to transition it into something that you kind of go, huh, that's an interesting take on that. I like being able to you know, have a little bit of freedom and I've been pretty lucky recently. A lot of people have been trusting me to kind of do my thing and that hasn't been the normal case, but I've gotten a lot more artistic freedom from clients recently. And, and so being able to sort of kind of give my take on maybe what I thought would be cool or, or sort of take my own route on sort of a theme right. that they've given me has is, is been pretty powerful. And that's what I really like doing. That's my goal, I guess you'd say. Yeah, you, you absolutely nailed the Vegas putter. 
Oh yeah, I gotta, do I I been, to hear about this putter again. I've been, I've been Gee, sitting Liz. here holding my tongue, holding my tongue for <laughs> I mean, forty-five I, minutes. I mean, I'm not sure you, you don't post about it very often. Oh my god! <laughs> well, Laura apparently created a drinking game for every time I post. She did drink. create a yeah. drinking game, and I'm drunk. And you know, I'm just I saying. don't, I don't care. <laughs> that thing is awesome. I it is super awesome. It is so damn cool. And, and you know what? Every time I see somebody on the course that knows us or uh, is familiar with us, they'll go. Do you have the Vegas putter with you? Can I see it? Yeah, it's kind of become his thing. It's it's almost like a mascot, you know. But uh, but you absolutely kill. It. And you know, that's, for everybody that's cool. that everybody that's out there, I I told him I, I the Vegas skyline when I saw that the, the was it Detroit the first one that you did for somebody. Uh, Detroit was the first one I did. Yeah. Yeah, and so when I asked him I if think he could, I've done probably thirty or forty different skylines, but Detroit <laughs> and the Vegas one and Chicago have really been the ones that stick out i've done a lot of those those i haven't done any other vegas ones but well don't the vegas one's pretty hard to beat i have to say that one's a pretty killer it, it's almost unmistakable it came out so good and and i told i told logan like i said look if you can do the vegas skyline that's what i want but it's got to have vegas strong on the bumpers and i need the the number 58 incorporated somewhere and you did on the front, you did the cards with with uh, Olsen in it. That was just awesome. It was your idea for the suits on the on the neck. And then you put the Roman numeral 58 on the toe. I mean, it it just it's such a special piece for me. And I, I game that thing. I and everybody oh, tells you. me you're stupid. You should put that on the shelf. And I'm like, no, that's that's I rock it every time. So what it's there for? Functional art, right? And then when it needs to be refinished, you give me a call and I'll take care of you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, so last thing I you know I, I want to come back to one little thing that you said that I I want to make sure the audience, which we don't have a huge audience, let's be honest, but there's, there's going to be more because you guys are on it. Listening. We're going to have at least double because these guys <laughs> showed up. Um, but uh, <laughs> the one thing I want to come back to, and if I can encourage the the golfers that are listening that are thinking about want to, you know, maybe a purchase or maybe a, a gift or something that they want to put together for themselves that they've not had the ability to. I mean, Corey, you alluded to it before. I mean, the option to do something really unique and have something unique in your bag. Don't just, I'm not just going to say, well, go buy their stuff because it's, it is that. What I want to help people understand is that I've always found it fascinating that we tell artists what, like we want to micromanage artists. And I'm like, if I could do anything, it would be, hey, here's the money, okay, that this will cost. Do whatever it is that you think is cool, because you're clearly 10 times more creative than I'll ever be. Way more. Right? And I think that that I, if I can encourage people with one thing, it's that you'll, you will, if you allow, if you allow artists, and specifically these two guys in, in this moment, the freedom to do something unique for for you, you will enjoy it forever. I mean, you, you just talked about this putter that's totally had an impact on you, and it has. I can speak to that, and it's an emotional thing now. And some of it was, you know, it, it was based off off this idea or off something that you really had in your your mind, but you know, it had so many other creative aspects that you would never have guessed or thought to put there, and that's part. Part of what makes this so special, right? You, you know, you talked about functional art, Corey, and that's that's really the goal, right? Like, I've never understood the idea of I'm going to collect a bunch of putters and put them on a shelf. I want to play my stuff. Yeah. I want to use it. I want to show it off. Like, the part of the reason you get it is to show it off and, and talk about how cool it is. And I mean, it's 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 a big part of why we're here. So I definitely want to encourage those that are listening. 
you know, make sure you do it, do that, you know, and <laughs> reach out to these guys and say, Hey, this is do the idea, <laughs> you know, like, or, or this is, you know, here's, here's my money. It's all, I'm all in pushed across the table, make something special. Okay. So let's do a quick rundown. Yeah, that, that, or if you have a very specific, that, or if you have a very specific idea of what you want, make sure you have a very specific idea because it's pretty difficult when it's a little wishy-washy. That's right. You change your mind a lot either. Either have a very specific set in stone idea, or, or, or be flexible and malleable, and, and let it turn into something that's interesting and different. I think um, I told that, you. That'd be my only advice. If you're, and this is across the board. Anybody you're ordering from, you know, either like I said, very specific, or, or have some room for flexibility. Yeah, just just some ideas. I mean, I think I told you and Corey. You know, we worked on the same thing. I was like, hey, I want to have some movie quotes. You know, and you kind of figured out what you wanted to do with that, and it. God, it turned out great. And and Logan, with you, I said, I want this toe hang and this weight. I don't care about the rest of it, you know? <laughs> and it, it turned out better than I could have imagined, you know, both of them. And and so I would say that. Now, I know you want to talk about something that's really cool. I want to talk about something totally off topic and get a quick question oh, answer from oh, these guys no, before they bounce. Yeah. Okay, give me a winner. It's Open Championship Week. My anniversary is next week. Um, for the record, my wife's not going to be here for my anniversary. What the hell? Unbelievable. I never want to hear. I, I get a free pass for life now. I'll, I'll be here. You're not my wife. <laughs> <laughs> you can't give me what I want, man. Um, anyway, uh, so pick a winner for the Open Championship, each of well, you. Hey, before you before you do that. Oh. No, hang on. With as much as you guys work, have you even watched golf lately? That's actually a good question. <laughs> oh, man, I haven't sat down and watched golf in probably a year. Oh. Yeah, see? see? But see, that's what I told them. They're working too hard. No. Hey. I'm benefiting from their work. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so pick a winner. I did watch the final round of the Masters this year. Out of boy, like you know else. what? I watched the I watched I watched the last 20 minutes of the Masters, and I think me and Corey were messaging back and forth for that last 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're on a break. <laughs> oh man, we're watching. Are you watching? Yeah, I'm watching. Oh man, you're not working. No, I'm not working. Are you watching? Yeah, I'm no, because <laughs> Tiger's winning. That's why. Come on now. All right, so uh, who's the I winners? I they're crying after you, after you won. I did too. Tiger all day. Tiger all day. Tiger all day. What about you, Logan? Who are you taking? Oh, I like that Matt Wolf. I like his chances. That or Brooks Kepka. I don't know. Brooks is pretty hard to beat in the right now. Like, I've got a pretty awesome mentality. Yeah, and Brooksy's uh, 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 caddy is from Portrush. Yeah. That, that's his home course. Yep. There's a little Twitter blow up about that today. Strategic move. Yeah, and I, I will say, Matt Wolf, swing your swing, bro. I love that. Swing so your good. swing. Yeah, I agree. That's right. Okay, real Thank quick, let's let's sure. let's let everybody know how to get in touch with you, Corey. Fire off your your website, your Instagram, all that stuff for for the listeners. Yes, yeah, website's just CoreyPaulFunctionalArt.com, dot uh, com, and same for the Instagram, CoreyPaulFunctionalArt. Uh, there's a contact form that goes right to my email on the website, or uh, we. Uh, check the Instagram regularly as well. And Logan, what about you? Yeah, and for me, it's, yeah, it's just Olson MSG, short for manufacturing for the Instagram account. You can message me on there. I get anywhere between probably like 150 to 300 messages a day. So I do my best to get through those. But um, if you want to get a hold of me through my website, it's going to be Olson-MSG.com. Um, there's a contact form in the contact me bar, or if you're interested in ordering a customer, the form is a lot there too. Okay, so since I like Easter eggs, there are two Easter eggs that I will drop on this bad boy. 
I, li- I just like I know, them. I know. It's fun. And yeah. people like it. They like to. They and I kind of like getting the hashtags. It's fun. <laughs> seeing if people actually listen. Okay. So uh, the first person to DM, I know you hate the DM, but I, I don't, don't care. Um, to DM Matt or, or excuse me, the breakfast ball on Instagram. How about chasing daylight? Okay. Oh yeah. Chasing daylight. We should probably do. Well, I suck at branding. God, this is man. so, I'm so bad at this. All right. So the first person to DM chasing daylight pod- podcast, hashtag functional art. Gets three or two sleeves of cut golf balls, cut gray. Okay. And then the first person to DM me, and I don't care um, that it's not chasing daylight, uh, to, to DM me. Ooh, I'm, I'm going through the Olsen Rolodex in my mind right now of all the things that you said. Um, what was that one analogy? You had so many good ones. Uh, it was the, uh, <laughs> Let's see here. Give me something, Molson. Come on, Logan. Give me, give me something to. Uh, oh, here I, we go. I just, I like, I like to think of all my people as my family members here. So I always tag the welcome to the family. Okay. Hashtag welcome to so the hashtag welcome family. to the family. The DM Ryan golfs and you'll get two sleeves of cut gray golf balls. Okay. So those that do listen, I feel like the same people are winning these every time. I mean, I know they're not. Uh, I mean, Joel won one last time, which is kind of cool because he was on the podcast. Yep. And then um, Andrew is it Tucker. Yep. Uh, I feel like I do, 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 Fletcher, Doctor Fletcher. Yep. So he 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 won the other ones. He called in the voicemail and wasn't creepy. Yes. <laughs> um, so that's well, good. hey guys, I, we know you are both crazy busy, and we really appreciate you coming on the show, Corey, especially you because it's uh, what is it? Now eleven o'clock back east. It's just turning into. Uh, I'm on East Coast time right now, so I'm, I feel like it's just about drinking time. Nice. I'm just saying. Nice. All right. Happy to do it for you guys. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Thank you so much for uh, coming on, and we can't All wait right. to Thanks, to see the the uh, collaboration coming out this weekend. And we'll be sure to post all the links and everything on the podcast website so everybody can check that stuff out. I haven't RSVP'd yet. It's still in the air, but I'm working on trying to sneak yeah, away. Your RSVP in. Okay, I'm trying to close tomorrow. So I'm, get a I'm trying to sneak away. I did find a flight, so I can. So yeah, I found a good flight. So I'm I'm trying to sneak away. So <laughs> pu- uh, put a pin in that one. I'm I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys thank you again awesome. so much Sounds we good. really appreciate it all right thanks and good luck to you all right thank we'll you talk guys. to you guys thanks. Thanks. be good have a good one guys bye. all right bye what a couple of great guys huh man that was fun love this they, well they they do great great work I, I i i i keep coming back to this idea for me it's it's interesting because you have one guy who's so how do I put this? Um, who's just, who's really looking to be a conduit to people's desire and dreams when it comes to their putters and is willing to do whatever to make that happen. And, and especially on the manufacturing side, he's taken that on in a big way. And that's hard. I mean, that's, it's so much work. That's one of the things Corey and I talk about before is, is for him, it, it didn't make any sense to do that because it would make the cost of his products so, so high, you know, cause it's, it's, it's hard you know, to do these kinds of things for a reasonable price. And, you know, the design work from Corey is unmatched. The, the fiber laser, you know, you haven't, I don't think you've seen anything with it before, but like the wood grain feels like wood grain. It's, it's unreal. I mean, I, like I said before, if you like the look of the copper plated Mizunos, you need to go see Corey Paul functional arts, Instagram, and go see some of the Fujimoto stuff he's got. It's, it's phenomenal. So I think these guys are great, and I'm I'm just so pumped we could talk to them. Yeah, they're they're two artists on the scene right now that are making waves, 
and the wave is getting larger. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, for sure. It's been fun to watch them grow. I mean, 700 putters. I mean, the very first post that Logan put on his Instagram site that was a putter was in December. She was so, crazy. And he's rocking 700 putters so far this year in seven months. You know, and, and I think... I think that it's really, I think that it's really interesting because we have a lot of, there's a lot of options, you know, from, from every price point, every idea, idea, every, every type of putter you want it for a long time, it was Scotty Cameron and that was it. And I think that on the putter market, it's pretty special to have something different. And I think on the wedge side for a long time, it was scratch and that was it. For about two or three years, you could. Yeah. They were the only ones doing real strong, customized stuff. And now, I mean, with what Corey Paul's doing, it's it's pretty special. It's so, yeah, good Greg, time, I'm I'm happy time. you get the the number three. Good time to be a fan of the uh, the customizing. I hope he keeps right listening. <laughs> he will. Greg, you're my biggest fan. I love you. All right. Okay. So, uh, everybody, thanks for tuning in this episode. It was a blast having uh, Corey and Logan on. Um, make sure you give them a follow if you're not. And if you're in the market for something uh, um, special, give them a look. Give them a look, definitely. And uh, go check out Ryan's Instagram page on those uh, Fujimoto irons that Corey did for him. So good. They're, I'll put a link. Or Corey Paul. He's got them on his, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll he actually has the better link, to be honest. I just okay. post reposted his. Okay, so. yeah. Yeah, so I'll put that link on there. So that's episode number eight in the bag. Um, we're going to stick around here and knock out episode nine, which is going to be actually probably going to be get posted before <laughs> because the open is coming up so soon. We're going to stick around here and knock that episode out and give you our uh, open championship preview. So stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah, that's it. Straight. Bye. Bye.